I'm down at Off The Cuff, my name's Da Vinci, I'm with False Forever, I'm with Mr. Vans, and we just had a bad boy chat, check it out. Yes, yes, welcome once again, Off The Cuff. Episode 20. What's happening, people? The voice you're hearing once again, that's myself, False Forever, and my good friend to the right of me, Mr. Vans. Done though. What are you saying, dads? There, man. How are you, bruv? That's the man's response, I'm there. We're all here, bruv. There, man. <laughs> I'm all cool, here. man. I'm, I'm calm. I'm calm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm chilled. I'm excited still. Of course. Episode it's... 20, man. Yeah, come no, a long no. way. Listen, come a long way in a. I think this is uh, probably our biggest guest we've had on uh, since we started. No disrespect to anyone else has been on. Shout out to the rest of the men that have been on, but um, we've got a guest in our, in our miss. Yeah, yeah. Legend producer, um, Da Vinci. Say hello to the people. Yo, what's happening, bro? You good? <laughs> I'm good, man. Finally got you down to sit down with us. Yeah, man. First thing first, thanks for coming down. Thanks for reaching out. And uh, of course, love every time. For the people that don't know, if you've been under a rock over the last, what, 10, 12 years, mm. let them know who you are. You're trying, to, you're trying to attack my age, man. Lowry, please. That's <laughs> <laughs> how I know you've been listening because I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an ageist. So if everyone <laughs> listens, Mr. Vans, I get at him all the time about his age. He's a mad These ageist. Times, I'm, I'm 24 and I'm 25 in Feb. Like, I'm, yeah. not a, I'm not a spring chicken, but I'm still a young boy out here, innit? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know what I say about you, man? I say, you, man, you just, you just, you just come the other day. You just brought, <laughs> you just brought, you're brand new. You're brand new from the shop, still have receipt, everything. <laughs> Man's been out here for a minute, you know. Been out here for a minute, <laughs> Yeah, jeez. But now let the people know, man. Obviously, uh, for those that are aware of your uh, your legacy, the work you've put in. Yeah. Part of the reason I wanted to get you down essentially is uh, that whole grind conversation is back in. But I wanted someone that is actually from the roots and the foundation. Mm-hmm. Someone that dictated the sound. Mm-hmm. Not someone that kind of rode the wave or was here or there. Mm-hmm. Someone actually in it and lived through the experience. Mm-hmm. Let me know uh, your journey what, so what far. You, like what I've done? What you've done, where you're coming from, who you are. Uh, da Vinci, like, I always call myself a record producer because that's important to me that people know that I produce records, not just make beats. Of course. Um, I've been making grime since the beginning of grime. Uh, I was uh, brought in the game by Jammer. Effectively, Jammer gave my first record to Mac 10. Um, Mac 10. Yeah, early, early, <laughs> early times. Um, Deja spinning my first record did tunes with Nasty Crew a lot My Boys Essentials obviously from South you know about them um, ended up working with Kano through Knowing Jam working with Wiley working with a lot of people man throughout the scene and just making a lot of music that I'm really proud of you know no, that's a definitely monumental time what's your biggest what do you say your biggest Da Vinci record like Oh, it's got to be P's and Q's, man. That's the most obvious one, though. That's the one. <laughs> I, that's the one. Listen, because obviously, like, not discrediting the other stuff that you've done, mm-hmm. but P's and Q's also like holds weight. Like, I listened to P's and Q's today, and it will still sound like the first time. You know what I mean? Like, it still sounds fresh, and it could body any grime track that's out today. Thank you, bro. Hey. Real talk. Real it's talk, man. Nah, man, but... <laughs> man, he's going to start with the deep questions next. Wanna, wanna, <laughs> so what do you think about no, it? Yeah, it's I good cop, bad coffee. He's going to butter you and I'm just going to hit you with a jab. Nah, man, like, obviously, I used to listen to Grime around um, 
that time a lot. Mm. Um, maybe not more so now, but at the time, I used to lock into stuff like Deja. Mm. That used to be like... Tape packs. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> clearing out my room that other day and I just like saw so many tapes mm. that um, me and my, my older sister used to record like... Mm. Crazy, man, crazy. So um, it's obviously a pleasure to have you here and stuff. Big up, bro. Yeah, man. So um, what I wanted to know, yeah, maybe some other people wanted to know also is like, where have you been, man? Where have you where been? Where have I been? That's a good question. Um, uh, refining my craft. Yeah. I spend a lot of time in the studio refining my craft. Because mm. I think that your skill level and your craft and your music should speak before you do. Yeah. Um, so I spend a lot of time doing that. And a lot of time developing other artists. Mm. And the industry went in a place where it wasn't really producers releasing records anymore. It was producers making songs that artists release. So people were accustomed to having Da Vinci featuring for a long time. Mm. So when I started making songs for, let's say, Gigs and Shola Amma, yeah. it was Gigs and Shola Amma. You wouldn't necessarily know I made the tune. Mm. Uh, when I made tune for Nye, let's say, Nine Gigs, it was yeah. Nine Gigs. You wouldn't mm. necessarily know I made the tune unless you're like a music head and you're yeah. looking for the producer. Yeah. So I then Bashy and Wretch. I did a lot of songs, like mm. even the Bashy and Wretch one I was singing on. Mm. Like there's a lot of things and a lot of projects I did that you wouldn't necessarily know I was doing because mm. it wasn't my name promoted in the forefront. Is that purely a recognition thing? Is it because I I've got a feeling that everybody, I don't care how humble how humble you are, or like your stance in terms of your process of making music, everybody wants some form of recognition. Like I only found that about a month ago when I come to visit myself mm. that you that you were singing on the uh, Da Vinci um on the Bashi and Rex record. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't even know not in the video. Mm-hmm. So obviously yeah, visually we video. don't see it. Don't yeah. see your name in the like the credits credits. Mm-hmm. Is it purely? It does say it does say on Da Vinci though on on the YouTube. Some of the oh the YouTube, some of the stuff mm. you saw when I um which video was AK and stuff. I didn't see it on there. Oh okay, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Like, what, what's the sometimes. question? Like, do I mind how I do, how do I feel about it? Is that is that part of reason stepping away? You weren't getting the recognition. Uh, I didn't never. My point was, I think that I never really stepped away. Mm. Just that. From a public perspective, you wouldn't necessarily know it's me that made some of the songs you were still listening to. Okay. That's, That's true. Because like, so I never really disappeared. Even something like Brown Eyes. Yeah, people, Kena, a lot of people don't a know. A lot I of made people it. didn't know that Da Vinci had made that. And that's arguably one of his biggest tracks. Hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? So it's like I get that because as a, if I was a producer, mm-hmm. if I was in your shoes. I'll be vexed as well because without without me making a song, like how is it? How does it work? But like, I don't, I don't necessarily no... mind though because like they're decisions I made. Like I made a decision to give someone a record and not keep the record for myself and say right if we're putting this out it has to be Da Vinci featuring. Mm. Like I enjoy endorsing other projects and giving them music and mm-hmm. and being a part of other things that are massive waves as well. I really enjoy that, so it's not really an issue for me. I don't mind. But like, for example, when um, you know, an artist that you've made a song for mm-hmm. that's promoting a project mm-hmm. or um, whatever you've worked on, mm-hmm. how do you feel about it when they talk about it and don't credit you? How do I feel about it? Um, that doesn't happen that much. Like, I'm generally quite good friends with the people that I make the music with. Mm. They'd be like, oh, yeah, shout to Da Vinci on this one, and they say my name. Oh, okay, so it's never that generally like, happens most of the time. It's never like a... It's a, just that only... 
musos and people who know music because I was never the one in front of the camera, camera. singing or yeah. rapping or yeah. something. So, um, yeah, only musos will clock that and be like, oh, see what Da Vinci made that. I get it. Mm. Only if you're looking for it. If not, then that might just go over your head. Mm. But do you enjoy that more? Like you said, maybe that's probably a pro more appropriate question. It didn't necessarily disappear. It's a concept. Some, some records you just gave and that was for them to work on their project. Do you, what would you prefer? Being in front of limelight or playing the back where you can dictate? You know, honestly, I love the fact that my career has gone in a direction where I can do both. Uh, like one alone wouldn't fulfill mm. me. But being able to juggle both mm. fulfills me. Yeah. And we I'm going to really consistently really, do that. Correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think we really have that in the UK where we have like a super producer at the forefront. Obviously, the obvious example over the point is someone like, a Khalid who is on every record, mm. you hear his voice, he's mm. in a video, it is DJ Khalid featuring such and such and such mm. and such. We don't really have that in the UK where mm. the producer Calvin puts Calvin Harris record. isn't far. He's close. But he'll put, he will put records out where it's just Calvin Harris as well. Yeah, I That's the thing. So he, predominantly he, 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 steps, he steps in artist lane predominantly. Yeah. But was the last album on Crypt had like yep. seven top 10 singles? Mm. Seven Crazy. or eight? Crazy. Like you don't get that. I don't see him necessarily really grabbing like four or five men and saying, you're mm. on this track or I'm going to do a project for you. Because mm. his sound is clearly winning in mm. terms of that, in terms of the dance music. And stuff. Mm. He could do that easily. I think he's had a new record with, what's the guy's name? Fred Deasy. I think they're part of the Disciples crew. Mm. Um, they just went and put a record out together recently. Isn't and that it? charted, yeah. He used to... The How Deep Is Your Love one, that record is crazy. That's a crazy... That's you can't crazy. like whether you like I that style that, of music that or not. Away, that tune's massive. Mm. You know when you when you have certain styles of music, you mm. know it's gonna work. Mm. It's gonna get played everywhere. It can, it can play daytime radio. Mm. It's gonna get played in the raves. It's a universal sound. Mm. So we're having a little history lesson of sitting here. But where are you at now musically? Obviously now it's we fast forward so many years. You've done you've done you've done the graph that a lot of artists or producers who weren't there at that time because obviously mm -hmm. we're just fans of the music. Mm -hmm. You've done the graph. So where are you at now musically in terms of like, grime is, I don't know if you agree with the statement or not, but the major premise is it's back. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I hear, I hear everyone's that. chuckle when we say that it's back. Everyone says that, yeah. Whether it ever went away yeah. or not is up for debate. I'd say it went away. We were always still making it though. We yeah. never stopped making it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in terms of like being out there on a broader scale, like how it is now, if you are a proper grime head, mm -hmm maybe you would have been like, oh, no, it's always been there. And obviously, like, the people that were making it, oh, it's mm -hmm. always been there. But to everyone else, it was like, oh, well, swept under the carpet. What's next? Because Graham went through a period of time where it wasn't respected anymore. Mm. So there was a period of time when... All the kids listen to grime. It lost its cool factor. And everyone yeah, and loved it. And then it lost its cool factor. But now we're in a time where grime... It's vintage. It's mm. like going and buying vintage clothes that are mm. old, but they remind you of a certain time and you're buying them again. No, because even it's... during that period, all the, you know, the, the grime artists that we, that we knew and loved were making other things other than grime. Yeah, that's true as well. So it was like... Everyone else explored other avenues and other sets of music. Yeah, so What it was you're like, saying though, I think it is. I, I say, I've said it a few times on here on our podcast. A lot of it for me is nostalgia. Like the guys that are really winning, winning, bar like your nominee, like a, like a Stormzy, are guys that have been doing grime and haven't necessarily stopped doing grime for like the last 10 years. Obviously, example, someone like Skepta. Stepped away, you could say he's done records that are a bit left, haven't necessarily worked, but has still been there doing grime. Mm -hmm. Guys that are really 
all the guys are going to really do well going forward the guys have still been making the music mm -hmm. and then people can come back and uh, step in you've got platforms like Frisco's got the Den which mm -hmm. he has in Shoreditch someone like Bruiser can come back and spray bars mm. everyone's not going to be at a skeptic level you can come and be mm. active again and then what you do with your opportunities are entirely Just up to you keep making music at the end of the day like I mean eventually someone's going to catch on especially those who used to love your music they're not going to necessarily neglect you maybe they might move on to different kind of sounds but they're always going to remember bruiser from you know the get the me original, times yeah, yeah that's what it is it, re it reminds you of a time you remember exactly where you remember coming home from school and going on and grabbing channel you switching that on straight away mm. you remember having that on a bluetooth on your phone sending it to your friends and then waiting for the video just remember that vibe because mm. i remember that time it was, it was all academics down that's it was it was more than just the music it was a lifestyle as well what grime yeah yeah, it definitely was a lifestyle. Definitely. Led by Wiley and led by Jammer and led by all the, all the whole of East London at the time. East London was the, the hub yeah. and centre of Grime. You had to actually go there because I remember yeah, when yeah. Bashi, like, because Bashi's from Northwest, he's mm -hmm. from around these bits. He went and joined East Connection at the time. Yeah, yeah. He had to go all the way over there mm -hmm. to get heard. Like, it was mm -hmm. like, when you're obviously from, from being around these bits, you'll be spitting all day long, but you wouldn't necessarily get that respect because mm. of being down here and not being from East. Mm. Everything was like E3, boom. Mm. Like, Everyone thought I was from East. They just thought, what, because you make grime in that and your tunes are out. I thought you were from East. The man was just claiming these times he's never from East. I was from East. But how, how did, from South, for someone like yourself, that example you gave, example Bashi, was that a struggle for you getting into the industry at the time, being not being from that part of London, being someone from South? No, like I said, Jammer opened that door for me. Mm. I mean, it's very important that Where you... did you meet him? Um, so the guy that was managing me at the time mm. was really good friends with like him and his family. Okay. And so he had a studio. Mm. The guy that was managing me had a studio. Mm. And so uh, he had like the baddest studio as well. Mm. So Jam would come down with Nasty and record things. So okay. like I was engineering Destruction, the original one. Like hearing my name, the same my name, I was yes. the engineer. Bloody hell. I was recording everyone's vocals them days, staying up till mad in the mad o'clock at night and I'm like 16 or 17. It was mad it's still. One of the baddest grime tunes of all time. And then like, yeah, it is definitely. Wicked. And when he made Army, the first time I heard Army, like everyone, it was still like sticky and wooky them yeah. days. And then Jam comes in, yeah. And he plays, he plays this tune. He said he made it last night. And he just, it's like, garage at first and I thought okay yeah cool cool and then it goes oh my god I lost my mind I said what have you just done to the beat fam <laughs> crazy 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 so that's what I'm saying like these guys they sculpted a whole new scene that everyone mm. took little pieces of and, and made a new one and it's, it's pretty amazing and that's a South London but I'm going to bring it back a bit to home mm. like everyone has their I don't know who's fa who your favourite crews are mm. but I know for us like we hold people like essentials there mm -hmm. from that side of town. Mm -hmm. What was that process like meeting them, working with them? So me and that manager guy, I had been looking for um, a crew to work with because yeah. I kind of realised that was the way in. Mm. You need to have a crew. You need to have someone that you're working with. Somewhere. Yeah, I needed MCs on my music, mm -hmm. really. And me and the manager guy, his name's Robert, by the way, Robert Rose, the bad boy, and like really looked after me through that whole time of my career. And um, yeah, so we kind of strategized, like we were looking for kind of crew to work with. And we would listen to Flashback then days. Yeah, Danny Blaze, Flashback, mm. like a proper. Mm. And 
I'm doing that because it was when we were driving. Yeah. We listened to Flashback. And then um, I think Essentials came on. Any, R.I.P. And um, Rema, Any. And they were playing, get over it, Chops, Chains. Get over it. And we're like, who are these? And mm. I think Rob just rang them and said, yo, you, man, we've got a studio. Come down and let's mm. just see whatever. And I made a tune with them. Stop that, stop that, doing that now. Mm. Um, early them days. And it just took off from there, like consistently made tunes. Mm. They liked the philosophy I had, which was let's make sure we've got a really well-structured chorus. Let's make sure like everything's in tune and your melody and your vocals are well-tracked. And I was into that. I was into yeah. like real production of mm. music mm. and they were feeling that. And so we just developed a sound together, man, between all of us. And we had some really good tunes. That's sick, man. Because going back to what you said, like you were a fan of like, you know, real structured music. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you were one of the first grand producers to, well, at the time, to bring melody. It was very important to, to me. that genre, even like stuff that you had with, I think her name was um, Kate Pearl. Yeah. That tune that she had with um, Kano. Yeah, Leave Me Alone. Leave Me Alone. It kind of had, like, it, it kind of gave me like a UK garage feel, mm -hmm. but with like, a sort of like grime instrumental. Because mm -hmm. that's what we were fans of. We were all garage fans. Yeah. We were, like I'm a sticky fan. Do you, you know like, you like You like is? a sing-along. What yeah. it is is, the, like, grime had that phase where it was extremely aggressive, but you need the girls to be able to enjoy it yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need it. The man, the man yeah. bring aggression because it's mm. passion. That's all it really is. It's pure yeah, passion. all the girls used but to they, sing that, that Leave Me Alone tune and then all the man then would jump on when Kano jumps on, like mm. try and spit that verse. Mm. And a lot of them couldn't spit the verse. <laughs> nah, but the, the verses were real, bruv. If, if, mm. if you listen to it now, the verses were real. Like I just want to dance I mean? with you. There's no rush, don't run off. Yeah, Ooh, yeah, crazy. mad, crazy. It was mad. Man. I left him downstairs writing that, you know. So I'd made the tune the day before, and then he was coming to the studio to vocal something else for me. Yeah, and there were no, uh, no. In fact, there was one vocal tune, Terror. Shouts to Terror because mm. he had the tune with Sadie out. Yeah. But that was the only vocal tune on Grime. Okay. And I already had Eyes on You and I made like a vocal version mm. and we recorded that with Katie. Yeah. And then, yeah, Kane was coming to the studio that day and he recorded. No, yeah. So we left him downstairs writing that. And I went upstairs. I come downstairs and the way he just wrote that and just done it all. It must have been like first or second take. Crazy. First or second? Yeah, yeah. No, Kane doesn't do more takes. He's <laughs> just like, bang, bang. There's my I've voice. heard those stories, but obviously I'm just, I'm always like, all right, yeah, really. But no, he's he's he's, 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 yeah, that on point. Bad. And it's from a time when people weren't really doing that as mm, well. Because mm. now that's pretty, like, it's a thing where everyone wants to do that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that wasn't a thing at the time. That's just a thing that he just... Well, if you're young as well, you can't really afford a studio time. You better get it in quick because you've got to get I think that's it. what it comes from, you know. I think it comes from actually um, the whole dub thing. Yeah. You get me? Like, the whole dub thing was always, um, like, Jamaican man that, that couldn't afford... Long-term studio, so you learn your or, or you get you one get opportunity there. to yeah. get in the studio, yeah. and they're cutting that wax as you're spitting. Yeah, yeah. So you best get your bars right. Mm. Okay, your waist man's waxing up. Yeah, man. It's not, that, it's not that kind of party. So that's what, what happened it comes to from. Um, Katie Pearl, though, man. Like after I heard "Leave Me Alone," I thought that she was gonna keep coming with it. What happened? It, again, like it was uncharted territory for us. Mm. We had done a whole grime album mm. on a label that was a grime label. Yeah. It was uncharted territory. Like, where do you go with that? Who, would, who is going to play that on the radio? Where's that going to go? What sort of marketing do you do? Who's the market for it? It was so early in, in the process yeah. and in the grind process. There was just nothing we could do with it. We would have had to have made like, r at the time. Yeah, it's a shame. That's what it was. It's, it's a shame because... It would have gone into that genre because you wouldn't... Because of 
how melodic it was, it would have had to gone into there. Yeah, because it wasn't it. gonna work in the full grime genre. She was singing all over the grime tune. Yeah. That album is out though. Anyone yeah. wants to check that out. That album is out now. Mm. Um on the links on my SoundCloud. You can just download the whole album. Sick, and I still man. listen to it now and feel like, yo, we had some little vibes here. Listen, like those those were well structured songs for for the time that it mm. was in, you know what I'm mm. trying to say? Those and that's what it songs. was. I think I don't know if anyone ever, ever remembers uh Labyrinth comments comments in regards to grime and it being um necessarily um a super intelligent or like a grown genre mm. if I'm paraphrasing. What did he say? Um if I'm correct he was it was something along the lines or to the effect of it's not as musical. And it, I think it stems from the fact you didn't need to learn an instrument to play grime for a lot of people. It was all electronic. You learn to use it can be condescending. It can definitely be condescending. But I think that's where it stems from. Because at the time period, there was there if you play certain grime beats now, they're extremely basic. There's nothing wrong with basic because simple definitely works in terms of song format. Chorus, verse. Mm-hmm. We, you know, because you're, you're, you're a man that does music, so you know about structure. But for yourself, at that time period, was it a thing of you knew you were actually doing this to stand out, or that's just your now, that was your my style? Take on it. That's like, just so, your style. Ta, so I got the quote. You got the quote? That was I got quick. the quote. <laughs> so um, um, he was just basically explaining why Grime was such a turn off for him. He says, I love so many different styles of music, I love infusing sounds. And I felt like Grime didn't care about what came before it. It was just very young. That's how teenagers are. I did love the idea about it, but I thought it was uneducated musically. They didn't really understand how to make a record. Now, coming from a guy who was there at the beginning, who mm-hmm. classes your, like, you class yourself as a record producer, mm-hmm. like, what's your take on them comments? You know, I worked really closely with Labyrinth mm. in the beginning of Labyrinth's time. We worked okay. really closely together. When I found Cleo Soul, I also found Etta Bond, who, yeah. who, dope. Dope. who dope. was signed to Lab at the time. Yeah. And we all worked together. Mm. Um, and I just know Lab to be too cool, man. I want to tell a story about Lab. You see Lab, yeah? One time I was going through a period, because in this music, you go up and you go down, innit? Mm. Yeah. And... There was one period of time I think I wanted to do... I think he had Pass Out out. It just come out mm. and no one expected it to do we what it was about to do. It was, a, it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing, but yeah. it was an amazing record. Mm. Uh, we went... And I went to the studio to do a tune with him and Etta. And we were just in studio and I was talking to his manager, Mark, and we were hanging out for a while. And I was sitting with Lab. But them lot didn't know that I was in like a really low period mm. of myself yeah, and yeah. musically and everything. Because yeah. I had just gone through a whole period of trying to make pop music that I didn't really reckon, it didn't really touch me anyway. Mm. I didn't like it really. Mm. Um, and I was trying to make it all the time and it had started just affecting my soul and my spirit. Mm. And I don't know what happened because he comes studio that day. Like I was hanging with his manager for a while and then he comes studio a little bit later and I hadn't seen him in ages. Like, well, I go on fam and I'm chilling and whatever. And then he started talking to me and it's like he just picked up on what, what was on my spirit because he started just telling me like how how the music just comes to him from like a deeper place where he doesn't even know and he just has to give thanks. You understand? Mm. Cause it just comes from a deeper place. And he was saying that he was trying to do all the pop things and mm. all of that and make things that didn't really touch him until he just got it in himself to just make whatever he feels the most, mm. whatever it is, just make what he feels the most. 
And he said, that's what Pass Out and all those records and that, that's what that was born but from. Pop. But they're pop records now. But you know what? Not gonna see if Pass it's out, got the it, sensibility it of pop skill mm-hmm. because he has an understanding of how to put pop music together. Right, so you started as we making all do. pop music with integrity. Musical integrity. How do you mean? So pop music that's... I don't think Pass Out is a pop record, you know? I don't feel that still. You know, it is. It, it is. It is in semantics. All it is really is just a popular record. It's just a good record. That's yeah, what I don't it was. think that's a pop record because I think we have. We, we have. Were all, we, we, we were all zoning. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, we yeah. Had, like, that's not. That's, that's what I mean. Like, we were feeling that. Shout out to Tiny. Not, what has he done here? This yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't. I don't. I don't. I feel the same way. But it was like it was when I say pop music, I don't mean like squeaky clean pop. Yeah. It was like popular. I just think it was really well put together. But the point I was trying to make is that, so he picked up what was in my spirit, yeah? Mm. And for him just to have that little conversation with me, because he was in a good place, and for him to have that conversation with me, just to say, you know what? Like, I didn't tell him what was going on in my head, mm. but it's like he just picked it up, innit? And for producer him to have vibes, that conversation... The, guy, the producer vibes. Yeah, for him to just say that to me, like, you know what? And it comes from a certain place, and it makes me feel... And, like, he can be... In him being honest and true to what he loves making it, mm. he has now found a level of success. That put me in a, put me in a really good place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just him and his manager and that team and knowing that we'd all been friends from before and everything. So my thing is that I can't see him saying what he said yeah. in a bad in like, a bad way. In a bad Listen, way. Him, I, I can't saying see what he him said saying that from a bad place. Him saying what he said is fine. It could even be a true statement. It's not even malicious intent. Like I said prior to us discussing and discussing, I still have the opinion that and I'm sure there's people out there agree with me, there was a time period where Graham had very basic beats and I said it's in a simple format, it works. Mm. Especially if a man is like 14, 15, he has never picked up an instrument before, but he knows how to work a computer. Mm. And he hasn't really necessarily got an air for music. Because mm. imagine where you are now compared to where you were back then when you first started. Mm. I'm sure you listen to some of your old stuff and think, oh, that drum's a bit off, this is a bit yeah, off. Yeah, I'll tell you another thing, one more thing as well, that's on the topic, which is the manager that schooled me, so Robert, yeah? Yeah. He was like a big brother to me at the time. When I was young, and I came in knowing how to play instruments and everything and thinking I'm going to make grime and I'm going to make like music Classical everywhere. Grime. Classical mm. and this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> it was a myth. Like it just sounded like bare happy things and no mm. vibes. It was a myth, yeah? And he said to me, he restricted me. He said, all right, I know you can play and all of that and that is beautiful. But you see this finger and this finger, that is all you're allowed to make the next couple tunes with. Wow. And so I started making beats like this or the music mm. playing the keys like this. And I can still play, so I can still play pretty well, but I'm restricted now. da 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 and those are some of the best beats. That's when I started finding the balance of, of the right amount of music, yeah. but the right amount of vibes and energy to the mm. thing as well. So again, with what Lab says, it, I don't know if it was badly phrased or whatever, or maybe that's why everyone was up in arms about probably, it. I don't know. Probably. But for me, I was restricted. I had to restrict the whole musicianship in my head mm. and just be quite simple with it to fit mm. within the genre. I mean, wasn't even trying to trip you up with a statement. I think all it is, I think... He's clearly said it. Yeah. Probably not even a malicious, as I said, malicious intent. And for me, I feel it's a true statement. Just mm. purely because I can understand, even not someone that necessarily is a music man on that level in terms of making music, but as a fan, I know that you've had simple times and we've had records that are very easy on the air. Because mm-hmm. nobody, nobody, nobody wants something like super complicated at the time. You just want to hear good rhythms. Bruv, listen to Pulse Sex. Bonch, bonch, bonch. Mm. Like, Basic. they're oh, some of the yeah. best tunes they were made on PlayStation. What do yeah. you mean? Yeah. That's making, that's making <laughs> the best of your situation, though. Yeah, like, man. What do you prefer, though? Because obviously you've, like, we're dropping loads of, like, gems and we love that you're giving us stories. 
with all these uh, like legendary guys. Now you're in this space here. Would you? Because I've had a personal conversation. You're just like off mm-hmm. the record. Do you, do you do you enjoy that process more working with those guys before they were who they were, quote unquote, or the process of now finding newer artists and going and then trying to make them stars or? Well, yeah, I enjoy the, the artist development thing. Like I said to you before, I genuinely enjoy the artist development process. Finding someone who um, sometimes they're not even sure of it themselves. Mm. They're not. They haven't even realized. Can you see it though? Can you really yeah, see yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, like, I don't know why, but sometimes if, especially if I get them on a mic and I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on here. And I don't know, there's just something and Is something tells you... me, I can't give it words. I can't give it, it's just this force that I can think of. I just feel it. And I'm like, all right, cool. This, I know what I would do with you. You should make a tune like this, mm. with a vibe like this. Let's go. And it gives them confidence in themselves sometimes for Is them to hear you... like, oh my days, you know what I could make if I had more time like this. Mm. And then that process and following it through, is a fun process. Is that man. what you found with um, Etta and Cleo Soul? Well, Labyrinth would have done that with Etta, so mm. I didn't really develop her. Mm. But Cleo, definitely. I think together mm. we created some really special records, like Riding for Love. Like love that, that was that was um, me trying to make crunk grime. Could mm. and that, then that instrument R and B. That I remember having a conversation about that song. Like, what the hell is uh, this? It's yeah, good, but what is this? Huh? Like, I remember having a conversation at the time with one of my friends. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's cold. My brother yeah. Kido, my brother Kido, who was on the, the rap it's version like of it, yeah, he said to me, "Make a crunk tune, fam," because that was that's what it was about mm-hmm. at the time. So I made a crunk beat, and then I had grime sounds, and I waited to mm-hmm. make it grime. So mm-hmm. then ended up coming up with a rider beat, and then my manager shouts to Jackie. She said to me, um, "You should put Cleo to sing on that." I said, Jack, how's she going to sing on that? It's great. She goes, trust me, put Cleo to sing on that. So I went to studio with Clee and then we just sat down together and we put something special out, man. And I, even now, that's still one of my favourite ones that I've done. Yeah, that's Because her that's, voice that's a banger. just laced the thing. Just mm. Where is she though? Where is she? Where, yeah, where is she? Like, Cause Cause Cleo? She's super talented. She's from around here as well. West. Yeah, she, Cleo's yeah, West yeah, love, she's, man. She's down um, the road. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what she's doing at the moment. But I know she's working on music. Do you want but to, I'm not sure what she's working on. Is there any chance of you guys getting back in the studio? I don't know. You'd have to ask it. Do we change a man to really change? Yeah, brands, that's, true, this, that's true. That's true. You don't seem like them, you're gonna. How did you get Bashi on the track? Because that was my uh, first. I think he that just liked first. the tune. He liked yeah. the tune. Like that's again. That's another thing. When you're trying to do features with people, the song has to speak first. Yeah. I can't say, fam, you have to come down mm. and be on this tune. Mm. Like, come tomorrow. Can I hear the song, please? <laughs> <laughs> it has to start there. <laughs> So you send the song over, mm. and then when the song does all the talking, mm. then you, I've got less to convince. Because I think that was the first time I ever heard Bashy on like auto tune. Because when and he that, jumped that, on the tune, again that was his was idea. Man, like, and... Yeah, like that was his idea, and um, and I, what I loved about working with Bashy, working with Tinchy especially, um, was those two artists let me try different stuff with mm. them. You know what I mean? They were open-minded to trying different stuff and not scared that people would say, oh, that's weird, don't do it. It's a myth. Like, you got to be creative when you're doing this. With um, the stuff you did with um, Tinchy, like the, um, there's something about your smile and, yeah. and um, tiny temper, tears. Mm-hmm. Did you feel like you brought them to the cusp right before... Because that for off. me is a breaking point. That's before that was like they their, went they really bust. That was like their breakthrough, kind of, to taking think, it to the next. I think uh, Tiny's one was more um, pass out, though, to be fair. And But Tinchy's one, 
something about your smile was was a big part of that process. Mm. I agree. Because I mean, pass out. It just, I mean, it took. It just took off, and I think that the visuals kind of helped it go. Like because I remember at the time I was at you uni. Pass out or pass out. Yeah. Because I remember at the time I was at uni when it dropped, yeah. and all the white kids like from I don't know where where they were from. They were just going, they were losing a plot. So universal record. When you have records like they're universal records. Because at the but time, like, if I'm correct, we was mm. all we vibed into was really bashment in the raves. But vibes was like, killing everything. Yeah. If you're going raves, vibes can anything. And okay. we weren't really hearing ground because it gets too aggressive. Promoters like, yo, chill. Mm. But I felt like tears like brought him to to that point and then pass out took <laughs> over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I I hear that. I hear that. Definitely. Yeah, onto the cast, man. Mm. Like um What's your relationship like with them guys? Still cool. Like I was saying, I've got a new one with um, Tinchi coming out now. We just linked up again pretty recently, actually. And we just said, yeah, like, let's make some more music. People like myself, like, I've been wondering what, you know, he's going to do next musically. Because obviously, yeah, because he's more of a personality now after doing, you know, I'm a celebrity. I don't know. I've got him spitting some fire, though. He's, he's back. He's saying you're he's bringing back him back. <laughs> this is not the same stride. Something doesn't sound right. Wait, he's spitting fire. Are we taking it? Is he you. taking it back to Star in a Hood stride? I don't I want him to fire. take it back. No, no. I want. Fire. I want you to play it forward. See how taking it back. I don't. Don't take it back. No, but the same energy. You got to bring that same energy. That he you can't have the same energy because he was broke. Like it's different. I don't want the same. I want you to play it forward. Give us the grown man bars as well. Yeah, but the concepts mm, of the tune. Mm. So the tune's called Lao Me. Mm. Yeah, and he's saying Lao Me. People's always asking me, fam. He said, like, uh, do you make more money than like how much? Lao Me. Like the tune. So he's still mm. in his time now. He's still yeah. being honest. It's an honest record about how he feels now. Yeah. It's not old and trying to pretend like he's yeah. still where he was. That's what we yeah, yeah, yeah. when when The energy I'm, of it. Yeah, the energy now, of that. It's, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Back in place again. Yeah, yeah, that, we used. I don't want I mean. to I don't want to sound dated. And that's why I think it's good of him coming back and working with you because mm. I'm sure your sound developed from that time period mm-hmm. to now. All it is essentially is like, we're not, you're bringing it back. Because all it is, is you're going to make me feel how I felt at that time period, but are we going to care enough? I want us no, to no, still no, no, care no. enough. When I said that, like, I don't mean for him to bring it back to how he was spitting when he was back on the block. Mm. I just want that same, like, never give us the new stuff. Again. Yeah, give us that new stuff, but with the same kind of feel that you had then. Mm. Bloody sounds like he sounds angry still. <laughs> sounds good, man. But you know, when you start making like. money in the public eye, people are gonna continue asking that question: like, how much money you're making? Are you making more money than such and such? The man says, "Allow me." Okay, <laughs> should hear the thing. I'll, I'll play it after. I'll play it for us. We're, we're yeah. definitely interested in this. But I always want to say you got you got a nice back catalogue, like a great back catalogue. I know it might be a difficult question. What is your favorite record of your own? That you made something in the air or or rider riding for love i liked hero i liked you're gonna start naming loads stop that start that i like um, street politics huh the stuff that you've done with the street politics, politics tune I, I used to love that tune oh, what i was saying is um uh, the what record titch and and j2k mm. K2K, That's foundation. Know? Yeah, like, like I don't know. I, I'm proud of my music, man. Like, mm. there's there's a lot of tunes I like. Of course. Dude. And it's funny because you wouldn't have heard them unless I was proud of them, you know? Because I'm mad like that. Like 
people get upset with me because they're like, fam, I'm ready to put that tune out. I'm like, boy, I don't like it, you know, cuz I'm so, I'm like, no disrespect Your to you. Your cousin's one of my best friends. Anyone that knows me, if you know me personally, you know Paris Wright's one of my good friends. He's people. got the same Shout trait as you. Me and P have beef. I'm like, Brother, throw the track out. Nah, he's gone. Can't. Nah, it's it, it, the family thing I can tell. You're putting out your legacy. You mm. need to make sure that you're proud of it. They're your children. You got to be proud of them. Yeah, that's your good. children that's ain't got no manners. Don't send them though, out, man. That's a good way to see it. It's like it's sort of like quality control mm-hmm. instead of just. Oh, I made but can beat. you can you overcook it though? Because I've been, I've sat in the studio. It's only on on one occasion. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing such things like this is cold. Yeah. I was messaging Dars like, "Yo, fam, I'm yeah, in the I studio. Remember, There's like, bits like, and bobs I'm, flying I'm about." I'm thinking like, "Where's the invite to the yeah. to, to the studio?" It was, it was it was literally like no pun intended. Cuff moment. It was like how P hit me up. It's like, "Are you saying you're about you want to come studio?" I said, like, "Yeah, come on, roll through." Mm-hmm. I know you've got fire sitting there on a the laptop. You've got from correct Ivy Rocks you're working with. Yeah, currently. What's that process like? He said, you've got a new artist. Do you really enjoy more just developing them and just working with them? Because we spoke about, we've got to give them a history lesson because not if not every day we get to sound and sit with a producer. Because mm-hmm. that's part of the reason I wanted to have you down because you dictated a sound for a certain time period. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a time period like any bang I heard, it was a Da Vinci record. That's what it felt like to me. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's other producers out there. How is it now working in this new space where the internet is just dominant and you've got yeah, new artists? I'm enjoying it. Mm. I think everyone's enjoying it right now. If you're using it right, you're enjoying it. Because it's given you, or given us, um, the power. It's given us the power to speak mm. directly to the people we're making the music for. Give the music directly. And not have to have a third party come in and put their two pence in when their two pence isn't necessarily making the record or the process any better. Mm. And it's always been like that before. You had to go through someone to get your music to market. Go through a distributor to get your music to market. Now you just put it on your Direct SoundCloud consumer, and give yeah. the link and, you, and you're gone. That's the best way to be, man. For someone like yourself that is a producer by trade, you can, like, like I said, get direct to the fans. Do you not feel at times, this is just me personally, mm-hmm. I sometimes feel it also is allowed the stuff to be a lot. It's made people that shouldn't necessarily deserve opportunity get their music because it's so easy just to like, get a YouTube page, put your music out, get a SoundCloud page, put your music out. But what defines a person that, that deserves an opportunity or not? If you're good or not. For me. What defines a person that's good or not? We dictate it as fans. No, but it's subjective. It, it can, of course, but then there is some music that is just trash. There's, I'm just going <laughs> to be right. There's, there's, there's a lot of music which is trash. Because I was having a conversation with Shouts out to HNI. Trash Jukebox. to me is not trash to the next man, you know? Listen, and, trash, yeah. and trash to someone else is not trash to me, so it's like... Yeah, another man, one man's trash, another man's trash. Yeah, we, can, so... we can have all the isms and schisms, but for me, the reason why I say that is because I like structure in terms of music. Mm. I love extremely basic records, just stuff that makes me feel a certain type of way. Mm. I'm saying this, I'm probably going to go on the way home and listen to Young Fug. There ain't no fucking structure in that, apart from maybe choruses. It's just... Sometimes you can't even hear what the brother's saying. Mm. But when, we've, when you've got music and we've got people that can someone like yourself dictated a sound and can produce a certain quality, mm. I want to see them more to the forefront because I want people to remember that, yo, man make bangers. People can really, really, really make records. Mm. Like real strong records which can stand the test of time. Mm. But to sit down and play a back catalogue, there's stuff that would remind me. I was like, oh shit, I didn't, I didn't realise you remember that you, you made that. Mm. That's when I say that, that's what I'm referring to. So yeah, it can be subjective because some people, like I said, I may not like it and everybody likes it. I'm, mm. I'm not the authority on everything. Mm. Definitely not the authority. Mm. You can enjoy your music. But especially while John is so young, 
and we're having this little weird period where people are our, our grams back now. You're someone that was making gram and making gram bangers. I'd want to see you at the forefront and grabbing those producers. But this is just me talking. Mm-hmm. You're the producer. You. You, can, you. you can make exactly what you want. You've got your new groups you're working with. Mm-hmm. Are we going to see more of you working with the, like I said, you've got, Tinchy's got the, the Lamy record. Mm-hmm. Are you going to work more with the, the legends and the people that you started off with and bring them back to, quote unquote, it's grime nerd talking the essence. Yeah, but not from such a structured position. Like I can't say, yes, I am definitely going to make a tune with Red. Just where the vibe goes. I'll go, um, I might go pitched up tomorrow, target swing. I might go there tomorrow and I might buck up on the man and say, oh, yo, fam, I hey, I heard, you your, I heard your new thing, you know, it's a what? I've got an idea for you, let's get in and then I'm free next and mm. it has to be organic mm. like that. If mm. it's ever more structured than that, like, yes, your manager has to ring mine and the stiff, I can't, yeah. can't, it's too much. Industry politics. Yeah, because then the level of pressure for you to make a certain type of tune that a label or your thingy bob are watching and it takes all the fun out of it for me. What's your, pro- what's your preferred process like? Because I know that as a producer nowadays, it's not the same how it was back in the day where you'd have the artist in the studio with you. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, someone will record it somewhere else and then he'll just email it over to you. And no, I don't. I, I tend to. Like 99%. So there are the erroneous one, one or two. the artist but when you're making the record. I make the track while the artist is writing. Okay. I'll so make the tune. Kinda... We'll have a talk. I tend to ask the question like, what do you want to say to the world today? I often ask that mm. because it's my job to try and help them get that honesty mm. and that emotion across mm. musically. I think that's how the best music is made because nowadays everyone's just, I don't know what it is, pro tools in it or whatnot. And then just sending it over via email and then you just put it out. Yeah. Like, I like to have um, some say in who does, in where it goes and how mm. it's structured and then the tone that you use on the tune, because I know how I'm going to mix that tone into this instrument <laughs> later on. That's a real like, producer talking. Like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, for me, there are too many details for me to just leave that to chance. I want the tune to be good to my taste. So I have to be involved. I wanted to ask you also, like, what, what do you feel like, what do you think is the reason why people would say that Kano fell off? Do people say that? <laughs> Your relationship is different, but no, people, is that a people, thing? People do say that. I personally, yeah. I, I, you'd have to tell me. I, I was one it. of those people that you threw the question back at us. <laughs> no, you'd have to tell me though, for real. No, do you know? Do you know what it is? Especially is, after Home Sweet Home. All, it, like, all it is is when you gain a certain level of success, mm-hmm. your success takes a shot at you. And what it means is, I remembered when you was coming up and it was gritty mm-hmm. and you was in trackies. Mm-hmm. Some people's minds sometimes can be so small mm-hmm. they can't grasp my man in JA like being a Brian Eyes video if that's even a location I'm correct like, no, but that was the first was album yeah. that was first album yeah. no, but it's that, it, it, start, it starts at early because what, hap- what, ha- what then happens is think about your most favourite artist like, I'm a 50 fan mm. I know it was like when I first grasped the music mm. and now when the music it doesn't hit me the same no 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 it doesn't it doesn't it hit doesn't, you the doesn't, same doesn't. that's all it is is because you've watched them be so successful in front of you and then music and time shifts like I wasn't, yeah, I'm not then f- he's missing honesty right now. Like mm. we're in a time right now, and I keep using this word honesty intentionally. We're in a time right now where your music needs to be honest. Mm. Like honest, like your diary entry. Mm. Because that's what people want to know. They're trying to know you. We're in a time right now also where social networks and like, uh, what's the, what we call it? Reality TV mm. is king. 
people want to see the process. Mm. They want to see you fall over and everything. And yeah, they want to see the bad yeah. points of your life as well as the good points. The error of so, transparency, man. Yeah, exactly. So until 50 gets that level of honesty, yeah, yeah how he feels about some stuff, yeah. who really you know what it over is and who he was scared of, no one's really going to feel 50 yeah. again. No, but you know what it is as well? A lot of these people have yes men around them. They tell him, yeah, that's sick. Yeah, man. yeah, 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 yeah. Sick, sick, <laughs> sick. No, it's not. I don't because know. I like we can't speak on that whether he's got a yes man and that. I just think that no, for he, him that's not a statement. That's not a statement he, necessarily he attached just, to him. That's a statement that just is a lot of people. A lot of think about if you're if I'm the talent. Remember when I mean, you're a successful artist on a certain level, you're now the job. Mm. What photographer, mm. manager, road manager, mm. my studio engineer, who's the brother doing my marketing, my PR. Mm. You want to keep me happy because whilst this train is going and it's moving, mm. we risk to ride this wave. And then what happens is people are afraid to then say, yo, you're messing up in this avenue, you're messing up in this area. Can we do this? Can we change that? I think that's what a lot of artists have. And that's not specific just to him. I think in terms of statement, McCain, I think purely what it was is he was fucking successful, really successful. Mm, and then music the, shifted as well. Music did shift. And then uh, to me, your second album is just as, point, as important as your first. Yeah, because it proves the first wasn't a flute. Mm. Exactly. So when he came out, when he came out with what was his second album, 140 grand. No, no, that was, that was, that was way after. Was that's fair, yeah. What was the second one? What the second album? And you're a Mad Kano fan as well. Nah, I, I listen. Like after Home Sweet Home, I listened to the other project. I was like, nah. It's that early? This ain't right. I didn't work on the second. I worked on the the 140 Gram Street. Yeah. I had two tunes on that. But for, I don't know what happened. That no, that one never made it to market. There mm. was some like the industry was in a mad place at the time, mm, and that was. wasn't even his fault. That's what it is. Um, so we obviously like fans. We don't know everything. So an arm, we just see what it didn't. It didn't drop. Oh no, that's not his fault. Mm. Something happened like mm. behind the scenes with his album, and it never got to make it to market. Much mm. to his frustration as well as everyone else's. Yeah. I guess. But I had records on that, like tunes that, um, with you ain't part of the city, don't come around here. Like mm. it was like we were on fire again, mm. and then mm. the just bad luck. Just, it happens. Yeah. I don't know if, if at the same time you said. I don't know if sometimes people are like they're ready for that though. Because you, you can you can dictate Craig, and make Craig David. What what album was that one? That was just Steve second Steve, album. Second album. Second album. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, second album. But then again, it was all. Remember what I said about Katie? Like we weren't sure what to do next. Mm. It was new. Who had a rapper in England who has the potential to cross over because they've got a really massive fan base, mm -hmm. but they're still credible. Labels don't really know how to do that yet. Mm. We're in, we're not in America, mm. so they can't do it the way they've done it in America. In America, we've got years behind them of mistakes before yeah, they got yeah. to where they've got to now. Yeah, exactly. So it's not his fault. <laughs> He's just got a whole team of people that were still like forging said, new ground. Like you said, the US had years of mistakes. He was probably, I guess, one of those mistakes. Who came? Yeah, not not in a not in a, bad way. Not in a bad way. All I know is that. The journey's, the journey's not done yet, so I think it's sometimes to make predictions is because I, st I think there's still a space, especially where. What, for we, him or? Nothing, there's a, I think there's still a space because what it is is, like I said, we're going through that nostalgia era. People like that can, even though it's a, I hate the term, come back. And all it would be is you know, come back and do what he wants to do and be successful at sorry, it. Sorry, there's one more, one more thing that we never take into account as we look at things from um, like a public point of view, yeah? yeah? We don't know what people want. <laughs> True. Like, we're assuming mm. that. He didn't want exactly what he has. Mm, yeah. He may have been playing his plan out exactly as he wanted it to. Because mm. I know I have. 
Yeah. I'm happy. I'm exactly where I am and I'm moving on to the things I want to do next. People say, oh, but you disappeared. Like you fell off. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you misunderstood. Yeah. I chose that path because yeah. that path makes me happier. Mm. I'm not you. Mm. So we don't know what he wanted. Mm. Like he went and did Top Boy and became like a massive actor for a little while. Yeah. Like he's doing what advert was it? Mercedes, Mercedes or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you saying, fam? <laughs> 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 like levels. Now you don't know what people I mean, want. he's still important. He's still an important artist. Like no one could take that away from him. I just felt that um, musically he kind of lost relevance. Again, I you can. Uh, only having the conversation with him and saying, what did you want and where did you end up and seeing if the two match up? I'm only talking we from find a public out. perspective because yeah. you put your stuff out there to the public. So we're going to judge you on that basis because people, when you release something that people love, they want to see you come out consistently, consistently, consistently. So when you disappear, mm. yeah, quote unquote disappear, people are naturally going to say, oh, you fell off. Mm. Is it, you know what it is? It's just I'm an like easy statement. Say man fell off though, you know. They you say know, it too quick. No, nah, very, very quick. <laughs> do you know what it is with our, with our scene and our genre? It's just we're so young. Very, very young. It's all new ground. It's so, so young. We, I don't think we've even had a solid five-year run, let alone a 10-year. We've not even had one. We'll have someone come out and have a sick album. And within we, the space of 18 months, moments. two years. I'm sure Kano made an album with Damon Arban. No, wasn't that? Was not, Bashi was not on Damon Arban album. Nah, sure the the, or, or, he, had, he had a song Damon, on, uh, think, on the third album think, with Damon. I think album. Damon um, oversaw the whole album or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking from what I've heard, so I don't but, know for a fact. He, he definitely had a single with him and they released it. Like, again, that's charting new ground. Like, yeah. technically, that should work really, really well. Yeah. Who's to know that wouldn't? Because that should technically work really, really well, knowing what Damon's it done and who he is worked, in the though. industry and all of that. But do you see why... On paper, it should. Do you see why from like a... From an understanding point of view, you didn't. I don't know if you can say a man fell off. But I don't think that's fair to say because mm. I think he made all the right decisions. Just how the cookie crumbles, as they say. And it's also how the public perceive it or take it. This yeah. is all the guys that say that. It's easy to say. If you were to sit down now and swap your life for Kenos, I'm sure you'd swap it in it. Like <laughs> you, you swap it in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. All the experiences, you're not going to complain. Mm-hmm. It's just it's it's sometimes for a lack of he understanding. Still that relevance. Like he's just bought out tickets. He just announced um, a home sweet home, sweet home visit. Tour, in it. Yeah. Before I even knew it, tickets mm. were sold out. Disappointed. Yeah, my thing. See, yeah, that's how everyone loves the album. I bought that album. Mm. Now, Janice, we hold it. We hold certain artists close to our heart. Mm. We remember that time period. I always wanted to. I felt like that about Craig David, though. Like. Early, mm. obviously, I was a garage, I was a garage fan. Mm-hmm. So, second album for Craig David didn't do for me what Craig David, born to do it, did for me. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. This is this goes back to my point with Kano. Okay. So the statements may be harsh. But yeah. I'm sure in you saying that you probably understand where he may be coming from in regards I to understand. that. Like the I fell understand. off is it's very loose, and I was like, yeah, fell off. Like, right, man, still like, there, right, it's, like, if it's you, not really right, that. But in contrast, yeah, mm. you have fill me in, mm. and then he comes back with his second what's album with What's Your Flavor not saying that <laughs> that's Miami though that's Miami that's not saying what that your, what your flavor is Miami a, that's a terrible that's, song that's Miami but... <laughs> that song wasn't even doing me I was like what is this because Craig yeah like Artful Dodger I got to work with Artful mm. um, pretty recently actually oh nice and like the man's a musical genius. Like he plays every instrument and he's got another level of understanding of music. And he was telling me a lot about the Craig situation and just, it's not that second album. 
should have had his, had his influence too. Because mm, his influence was a key influence, like you were saying about producers. Yeah. His influence was a key influence in why Craig was what he was. Mm. But why do we have that? I always have... Like, I, I, like I, I, I love when I have an artist and he has a producer he works with. You don't have to work on every single song. Let's say we've got 10 cuts, 12 mm. cuts, mm. six to eight. Mm. You now dictate a sound. And what it means is that sounds dominant and you have it because everybody then wants to go and get a master beat after because mm. you want to mm. go... He works on the whole project with YG. The next project can have him on it again. Mm-hmm. Even let's say, cool, go and experiment with sounds and go mm. and work with other people. You're gonna go and do collabs or go and do a feature. That's clean. But I never understood why. Because when I was mentioning earlier in terms of like Grant coming back, what I this is my ideal scenario. This is just Foles being a nerd talking. I want to see the Vinch with a profile, high profile artist, and that artist allowed the Vinch to do a whole project, whether that's an EP, mm-hmm. mixtape, album. Mm-hmm. And let's go and see where we can go with it. If it feels right at the time, of course, it's got to be organic. I will, I will do it, and I think the artists will be into it. Mm-hmm. And I think the way Grime is going right now, and how respectful everyone is of the sound, and how uh, fresh it sounds now compared to the music that's out in general. Yeah, I think that that's on the cards, man. Because it's got, it's got the right energy, now. and yeah. it, it definitely does feel authentic because people are coming out, and, and we've all, and we've all learned our craft more. Like mm-hmm. as a Grime producer back then. I wouldn't have had the skill to do a project with, let's say, Lily Allen that mm. I would have now. Yeah. I'd be able to balance the two markets really, really well because I've worked in the pop arena and have a little understanding of what's going on there, as well as understanding, like, like just bass and vibes in it. <laughs> you get me? <laughs> yeah, no, So, I get you. when they say nothing before it's time, I think someone who said that had an understanding of life. <laughs> no, it's, just, it's, a, it's a true statement. Like, when I was young, I would have never really agreed with I'm just like, I'm a man, I want... Like I get onto my, I've got so many people around me that rap and say, I want to do this, I want to do that. Get onto it, do it. Mm. But then sometimes when it does drop, mm. and I see the reception it gets. Mm. Are we all both at, um, probably this is a month ago now, or a couple weeks back, that like Good Vibe event in yeah. Club Nomad. Yeah. Mm. And there's a group of kids, um, I'm not calling kids, but um, SNE, J Flows, some brothers from Hackney. Mm. They've got a vibe, mm. like they a sick. genuine vibe. And sick, sick, sick. Like they performed, and you can tell they know exactly what they're doing. A producer. J Flo's produced from South back in the day. Like yeah, you, yeah. That's yeah. those see that's another brother there. Things, like, with mm-hmm. Big producer. With yeah. Yeah. All the early gig stuff, J Flo's, but I'm mm-hmm. talking about rapper things from Hackney as well. I think he's okay. in one of my favourite rest tunes. Um and I think he's singing on it as well. Tell me what tune it was tune called. From what, retrospective? From the first one. Uh, it's gonna come remember. to you, it'll come to Bad Boy tune, no. No, he's had a lot of cuts. I mean, um, we didn't really get a specific terms of your favourite, but I'm sure you've got you've got loads out there. What's, of my shoes? Yeah. I'd say Ryder probably. Ryder probably. Yeah. Is that the go-to like? Yeah, that's like, I don't know, just the time around that tune, the fact that I was putting out my first stuff for myself mm. and it was a new concept as a producer trying to put out stuff but not being the artist but still being in the video mm. and I was trying out a new concept and I didn't get it right yet but mm. it led the way to where I'm going now. So it was a good it was a good time, man. That birthed something in my spirit that is on its way now. Listening to that rhythm on a on a good sound system as well. That's <laughs> to the mastering people. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even always take credit for that, boy. Yeah, that's a proper rhythm. So what, we, what have you got coming up next? So let's let's play it forward. We're, we're back in two thousand fifteen, in it. So mm. like we're not. This isn't a like, well, like I said. Um, the group Ivy Rocks, yeah. the girl group. Um, a lot of good music coming with them, which is really cool. Paris, right? Obviously, as you know, yeah. Mm. Paris, who've got some really cool tunes coming. 
Um, and then I'm doing my own EP project. And yeah, I'm probably going to call it the Vincianachi EP. Vincianachi. The Vincianachi EP. Yeah, so that project, and I'm looking to drop it in March. And until then, I've got like songs dropping from now until March, pretty much every two weeks. So you're going to be consistent music consistent between music. now and then. If yeah. I'm right, am I right saying you've got a record with Shaka and Big Friss? Yeah. How's yeah. that sounding? Frisco and Shaka record. I listen. <laughs> Shaka is a bad boy, you know, and you know about Frisco already. Yeah, of course. You know about Frisco already. That's yeah. I went to. What did I go to? Was it the Lord of the Mics live event? Probably and I saw Frisco. Yeah. And we were in studio the next day anyway. Okay. And then uh, I bucked Shaka outside, and then we were talking to Frisco. And Frisco was like, "Why don't you come true?" I was like, "What? You coming as well? I'm coming true." And we, we did two tunes. Me and Frisco did one. Called a murder she wrote, yeah, mm. and another one, and they're gonna be on Frisco's EP. Sick. Well, we look out, we we'll look out for that because I, I, I don't know if it's the first time they work together, but that um, walking with the elephants tune, yeah, Shaq and Frisco, crazy. Mm. They should just go and do music together. Like, that was crazy. They've got proper chemistry, mm. and they have. When you see them in the studio and how they banter and how they talk, mm. and even when like Shaq is in the booth, what Frisco will say, and when Frisco is in the booth, what Shaq will say, they've got like a little vibe going on, man. Like mm. they've really got a chemistry. They should really consistently no, keep I that up. Definitely, I would definitely be interested in hearing at least a six-song EP off them too. Mm. But just for, for pure vibes, if it's just viral, mm. to put it out there. Especially mm. Shaq is now riding the wave. Mm. So, yeah, would I, certain, so would I. So I really like what Shaq has been doing, like from early. I'm going to see him at a show as well. Don't you think? Mm. You've seen him at a show. I'm not, I've just like, seen footage, but I'm not being His there stage lively. presence is one away. You don't find that very often. Yeah, you know? it's crazy. Mm. And his, his understanding of how to keep the, the stage, him, Leisha, there's a few of them yeah. that have got stage presence to mm. another level of skill. I've seen him. And he's um, one of them. I've seen him a few years ago mm. um, at one club not far from here, mm. um, Notting Hill Arts Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when Yo-Yo. um, Yo-Yo's, yeah, yeah. I saw him there and it was like, it was a roadblock. Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I didn't know who he was. Mm. I was like, oh, I was like, he's just done. <laughs> I was just there to go yo-yos, isn't it? Mm. So I just happened to be there, and it was amazing. Mm. I, was I think like, he was one of Cleo's friends for me. Like that's how I knew him first. And yeah. then when I heard the music, it was just another wave. Like yo, yeah. I'm dying for. Yeah, yeah. What's the plan? So you got Ivy Rocks. You got a nice little setup in terms of like finish off the year strong and starting the year strong for next year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are we ever going to see Da Vinci record label signing artists? I've already got the production label, mm. which is what Ivy Rocks are uh, a family of. Um, and yeah, that's, that's important for me, you know. Like I said, the development thing. So mm. I'll be developing and working with new artists. There's a new girl you lot should go and check out. And we're talking about working soon. Her name's Jay Brooke. And mm. yeah, very. you know about Jay Brooke? You're nodding like you know, so I thought you might know. But what, yeah, what go and check out Jay Brooke. What are we huh? talking in terms of style for this? Uh, what, Jay Brooke? Yeah. She's an R&B singer. Her vibe is just bad, man. We need some R&B images, back because it's been this image is for bad. a little bit. Vibe is bad, voice is dope, and she's a good person. What did she look like? Um, just like just a girl, isn't it? Like a, nice, <laughs> a nice looking girl. You That's know what it is. You know what it is. Jay's hot, man. Yeah, but don't let her hear I said that. Okay, <laughs> you said that, innit? Yeah, you <laughs> said it, man. Shout out to her. Wow. She's hot though. Yeah. What? But what kind of R&B? Because. I feel like you set him off when you said R and B. You know, he's gonna go. What down is R and B nowadays? All day, like, I'm done. What, what is R and B nowadays? Is it? It's not. Do you know what? I'm. I'm not even sure if I'm a fan of R and B at the moment. I'm a fan of hip hop, but when singers jump on hip hop right now, mm. that's when the R and B vibe balance is right for me. 
but that's what they're calling R and B. Yeah, I know, but it's I not, think I've that's the right balance for me. Ratchets and burners, ratchets and yeah, blunts. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. rhythm and blues. It's not that. Nah. And yeah, it started got... from when a rapper started singing, and then from when Chris Brown can come on a record and body a rapper, and mm. Trace can come on a record and mm. Spaz. He was we used to put out all their mixtapes with them rapping. Mm. Mm. I'm just like, yo, and the rappers aren't because what it was with the rappers. All you had to do as a rapper, you don't have to hold a note. As yeah. long as you don't sound bad, because mm. you rap, we don't hold you the same level or standard as a singer. That's a singer. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we just oh, oh man, that sounds all right. Yeah. I remember I first was hearing Drake sing. I was like, he sounds nasally like he's singing through his nose. Mm. But now, if Drake wants, to, he could put a whole R and B album out. Get away with it. Mm. It's a studio thing though. It's not the same when of you're going to see him live. Singing. When you're going to see a man live and <laughs> and they they're giving a the mic to the crowd to sing most of the records. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and obviously, like now it's birthed guys like. Party Next Door. And Party's one of my favourite artists right now, bro. Tory Lanez. No, Party Live, though, because we was at Wireless this year. Party Live is a definite vibe. Serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, like, I haven't seen him real, live. I would need to see him vibe. live. Yeah, but right now in my car, I can't get the Party CD out. The whole tent rocking, like, is, yeah, is a yeah, proper it was, vibe. It was, it was a madness, though. But that's and internet, obviously, that, that plays a major part. And that's why I love it. Mm. Mm. Then you've got the Tory Lanez. But that's yeah, all that's all debate, but that's this we still got like Bryson Tiller, we still yeah. gotta wait and see. Mm. But I'll bring it back to the UK. Who do you feel for us? Because like we was, was talking before we started recording, Shaka just got re-signed, if I'm correct, a day or yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um not Shaka, sorry, Angel. Oh got, yeah, re- yeah. Got re-signed. Yeah. Um, Have you heard that tune that he keeps playing on his on, on his Insta? Yeah. That tune's playing. That tune's a wave, you know. Like, I, I keep going back to the video <laughs> to, to listen to the rhythm. Brother, I want to oh, yeah. play that already. That tune yeah. sounds like it's on. Yeah, I feel that one. Are you working with him at the moment? I or? haven't, no. We haven't spoken about it. Okay. Put that in the air, man. Let's done. I'm done. Okay. I'm a fan of what he does. Mm. You know that, so. You think your sounds and would mesh? Depends what he's got going on? I think that he has a really good balance of rap and singing. Mm. I think lyrically, which is what I feel about him, is that he's basically a rapper, man. Yeah, just rapper that sings mm. really. But, and his vocal ability and agility allows him to still be a singer and have all the riffs and trills and everything yeah. he needs in there, mm. but at the flow and pace of a rapper. Mm. You don't find the skill of that very often. Yeah. And that's what I feel about Angel. So yeah, man, I could. that means I could just get bass and kick and snare. And you're good to go. And I'm good to go, you know, maybe one sound and I'm mm. good to go with Angel and he will just ride the tune. You know what I think about great artists? I said this on my Twitter the other day and I think great artists, producers are very important, writers mm. are very important in that, but the artists are the alchemy. Because you could give an artist, you can make them sing or rap a cappella. You can just give them one dead out beat. A dope artist will still make that tune massive. Mm. Whereas if I make a dope beat and the artist isn't sick or the singing's out of tune, you don't really care about the beat no more. You just don't like the tune. The tune's just dead. But the artist can ride alone. That's the only <laughs> part of the equation that can ride alone. See what I mean? No, I feel you. So I feel like the artist is the alchemy. And so when you find those artists with... With that skill? I have that theory for you guys, the producers. That's my theory for you guys. Only if we put out instrumentals, but if mm. we put out tunes with bad artists, then you don't mm. like the tune. You don't want to play it. Of course not. You've got to have still a certain level of talent, but there are people that get carried over the threshold by having some of the most amazing production. Yeah. Well, that's the artist would then have to be medium to mm. good. I'm not talking no talent. I'm talking there's some level of skill and ability and it's just you bringing that to the forefront. Mm-hmm. So we have examples people just amazing beats and they're just all right ish mm. but that's one of the first things i think i learned was to in wanting to work with so many different styles of artists i yeah. think one of the first things i learned was when for me to show off 
a way for me to just kick snare and bass, one sound, and let the artist who already is an alchemist, you know, make some gold on top of the record. Because if I show off and then the artist shows off too, all right, now you just got noise. How do you put the ego to one side though? Because you're a man, I'm sure there's times, you must be, there's times you must do vibes to your own rhythm, like this is sick. How do you, like you said from what you're saying there, put that to one side and just let, you know, you shine, I'll play the back row right now. Because I understand that if the tune is massive, if the artist sounds amazing, they rate me. (laughs) (laughs) They say, yo, the producer (laughs) is sick. Because every time someone makes a tune with him, it's like it's their best tune. Mm. What one? What's he doing to their vocals? Like it comes from that, like me trying to show off all the time isn't necessarily the best thing for the tune. I have to see the bigger picture. That's a good way to look at it, man. You can't be in a studio and be like, hey, Todd, you know what I've made? Yeah, and nah, you, you can't guess yourself too much. You know, like I find that artists have egos though, as well. Listen, Is that part of the reason, obviously we've had a discussion before prior, but is that part of the reason why, to a certain degree, you are doing the newer artist thing? Of course you dip back in, you work with Tinchi, Big Free, Shaka, here and there, but is that why more you are just, just a new artist? Can you have more creative license just to do more of your thing with them than you would at an established artist or someone that has a bit more of an ego? Yeah, I don't know if it's ego. I don't know if I'm fortunate, you know. I don't know if, if it's maybe just me or maybe how I am. I don't mm. know, but I don't really find people are too like, no, the song has to go like this and it's not allowed to go. And but I'm you're also like, early and have had like some sick success. So a man will know deep down, yo, my man's cold, isn't it? So maybe what he's saying is right. Okay, yeah. So that comes, maybe, that comes. Maybe they've given me a level of trust. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really find that really, that ego problem that much. And if I did have that problem, again, if the vibe don't feel right, I'm not making the tune. Like, they you're would, right, ne- you're good they though, would never it? get that mix. <laughs> They'd never get that mix off. So you me. let them come in, do the studio session, yeah, That's later. Like, hey, do you know what? Oh, like, uh, I need to pick up my... I'll be good. It's like, yeah, yeah. But I don't really have that. It's been all right. I don't, don't know if that's fortunate or what. I don't know. but from my it, it, may, it may be down to your persona. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, like, like could be. I don't know. It always plays a part. Because like I said, you need vibes and... Energy needs to match. Like you said, if it doesn't feel right, you're not going to force it. And that's important what you said, that the energy needs to match. Because the thing about me, again, is that I'm not high energy. So some artists need a high energy person to right work now, with. You know? back. This is how I am all the mm. time. I don't smoke, but it's just how I am. Um, some artists need that high energy to work with. And so the energy doesn't quite match and we don't really end up making the tune. Mm. Sometimes it can just be gas as well, though, you know. You can be, you can, you can, you, you sat in the studio, you can play a rhythm to the, the highest volume and just blow everyone's ears. I'm like, this thing's sick. And really and truthfully, <laughs> you just burnt my air hole and like... Uh, I can't lie, I've done that. You've done that? At least you're honest. I mean, we're sitting there for everyone that is, is listening. You should be getting this Thursday. Tonight is the mobiles. I'm correct, it's probably on now as well. Cause it's about yeah, I'm kind, half of, um, I'm kind of following it I on see the time. Quiet there. Um, Stormzy um, picked up the best grime act. As he should. That's all that I've got so far. He's out here in the tux. Out in the tux? Yeah, he's out there. Shout out to the man that caught in the tux. Stormzy. You know what? Stormzy, yeah, for instance, he was on a wave already. And for Mm. him to come along and jump on like the Ivy Rocks record, Mm. those kind of things, I respect more than anything, you know, because for artists to look out for new artists and just think they're sick and so they jump on them, no matter how on a wave they are. Yeah. Those are the artists, you know, that really care about the music first. uh, He has a very... I don't know, like humble vibe. Obviously, I don't know him personally, but mm-hmm. he just seems so humble. Mm-hmm. He seems happy to be here and he seems like he wants to actually get to work with who he wants to work with, mm-hmm. not 
who everyone else is gravitating towards. He put out a freestyle and like was trying. What? Was trying, like, yeah, he, yeah, he, he just kept it as honest mad as it views is. views on YouTube, like crazy. It's that honesty thing again, man. Just mm. like when you're, your whole aura and everything is honest, that mm. authenticity, it just, it carries through, man. No, it yeah. seems through because like, I was a little bit suspect at the start because you can play the humble thing and eventually when you're faking it, the veil will People slip in it, it and yeah, will yeah. clock on. But he does generally seem like just a humble brother. And mm. especially in this day and age, like you were saying, fans want to know a lot about you. Having your mum in the video, yeah. like being so being so real and open with us. Yeah. We now feel we know you. Like most of these fans probably don't even know you. you got his number. You can't holler at him, but mm. through the power of social media, mm. you've got direct communication. Sometimes good and bad. If a man want to dish you, you can get back at them. Mm. If a man want to praise you, you're going to retweet their, their tweet. It, it gives the fan, it makes them feel like, oh, he's paying attention to me, notices me. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Man. On the topic of mobiles, probably I, I've have, I've got a thread, it's probably the first year where we are the closest to getting it right. Do you pay much attention to what's going on in terms of who's been nominated? No. You know what? Anything that feels like the political side of the industry, mm. I, 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 some people cuss me for it. Some people are like, they get it. I don't really pay that much attention, you know? Mm. I don't. Um, I love when the right people get um, rewarded. Okay. And get given the accolades they deserve. I like that, but... I don't know, man. I'm just, not, you're not, you're I'm not really you're, into it. I'm not, not really into a party the whole... like that. I'm not really into it that's in that sense. Are you I've got are you really just a studio rat? Is that I am, yeah, I'm a studio rat. <laughs> just... Don't do your disappointed <laughs> face, man. <laughs> I want that. Don't be like that. No, because you're <laughs> a cool brother, you're a cool brother to Seriously. be around, isn't it? I've been in your presence. I'm just like, Vince's a cool brother. Yeah. So... I, I like I'm a studio rat. I enjoy the studio. But not always studio though. Sometimes like I'm a family rat as well, if that counts. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, good to be a family. I'm around, I'm around yeah, my family. Yeah. Obviously, you know my cousins. Yeah. Like I'm around my family a lot. That's just, yeah, man. I just I enjoy life. You know, I'm happy. You seem like you know super good space. Like, I wanted. To, I was having a discussion. I don't know. If, was it you I was talking to in terms of like defining success and what you feel mm. being a successful, being successful is. Mm. I seem are you at a space where you now you feeling successful, doing what you want to do on your own terms. Mm-hmm. You said you don't really play the politics industry. You know, come to my mobiles, you couldn't really give. But a then, test. having said that, like I understand the politics exist in the industry, oh, you need and it, I'm course. not blind to the fact they exist, and mm. and I know you do have to navigate the politics to mm. get to where you need to get. But I have a management team, mm. and they deal with the politics for so me. They can deal with the BS, so and I chill. can I can relax and actually just be cool and not have to fake smile and all that stuff, which mm. I, doesn't feel do right to me. You think you'll be a lot more unsettled if you had to do a lot of that stuff? By yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't um, envy any artist that doesn't have... I don't envy them because that, to me, feels difficult. But then uh, I also understand that some personality types lend themselves to being able to do that stuff really easily. Mm. You know? Some people are party people and just want to go out and talk to everyone all the time, so... But that, that comes with a lot of BS. The bright lights are dangerous. When you, once you get out there, and then you're now to the wolves, isn't it? Mm. And we can... Cause they, yeah, they build there. people up and break them down for the purpose of entertainment, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's what we have out here. Like, they're going to love you when you're on top and you're everywhere. Everyone wants to, yo, my man, I want to get interviewed. They want to be at your parties. I wanna... And then when that rec- next record doesn't hit mm-hmm. and it starts whispering, like, oh, you know, my man fell off, you know. <laughs> 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 and listen, that, that tongue gets flown about and then we, we forget about you. Ah, but, yeah. Listen, that's how it goes. That's pain, isn't it? That's pain to the artist, isn't it? Like, oh shit. I, that's, that's, you know what it is? Even though we, like sometimes I, t- I talk very frank and open and honest about artists just because mm. that's just how I am. But I do respect a man who is going to put his art out there 
for mm. us to judge. Mm. That can't be an easy thing. It's cute when you free stuff for your brethren, but when you actually go and put something on YouTube now mm. and it's to the World Wide Web, mm. it's on SoundCloud. You know what? I don't even think like artists at first realise it. Yeah, until they see the comments. Mm. Like, like even the group that I've got. So Ivy Rocks is two white girls, two black girls. They're both, well, one mixed race girl, one black girl, if mm. I'm being technical. But yeah. so both they... Black. They both have, they can all sing and they're yeah. all talented and they all play an equal part in the group because that was part of what I wanted for the process. Okay. You didn't yeah. want a star, no Beyonce. I didn't really want like one star in it cause, and plus they're all good enough to do it. But when they got the video back for the first time, I warned them, I said, you see these YouTube comments, they might not be what you expect. <laughs> Even though the tune's good and everyone will like it, yeah. you're going to get some bad mind people <laughs> saying some bad mind stuff. And for a new artist, you have to try and embrace them, but you can't. Words can't really teach them that. Only when they see them say, what are the two white girls in it for? What are they doing? They're not doing nothing. I bet you the black girls are singing every and just that disrespectful thing. Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> it's painful for artists, man. <laughs> it's painful for them. They're on the wrong side. But then on the flip side, if you get the success with it, I'm sure, this is how we look at it, like, you're doing well, you're successful. Because I'm easier just, uh, you know, batting off the hate. It's like, cool. It's just words. Some people said it's not It's not always necessarily that simple. I think you just have to be built for it. And mm. I think that the, the artists that stand the test of time are built for that, man. And then there's some of them that they let it change them. No, because you have peaks and valleys. I mean, you, you mentioned earlier with Labyrinth where you went, when you like, had that sit down with him, mm. he's talking music, and he didn't know where you was at in mm. terms of your mind. How did you deal with that? that I didn't know about this. You said you, I appreciate you being honest with us. Mm. How did you deal with that down period? Maybe the phone wasn't necessarily ringing as much. My name might not work. I don't know what exactly your down it period was, was. It was actually the other way. Like, I had, my whole diary was already planned mm. from now till like one day, I don't know, whenever. Yeah. And that was stressful for me. I didn't like that restriction. It was okay. like 10 till six work mm. consistently. Two sessions on another day. Like a job. Started feeling like a job. And for me, I like to really work on a song and craft it and maybe go back to it the next day and like really craft a song. Mm. And the thought of just having to get in, yeah. make what you make and whatever comes out, that's the tune you got to send it off. And then if the person wants to strip off that bit and strip off that bit and give it to another producer, strip off that bit and add that bit. What do you mean? That's not my song, what I made again. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't really an, an enjoyable process for me. So I didn't enjoy that. So yeah, that was the problem really. That's that's the reason that it started to like Try be to quite heavy on my creative process. Yeah, yeah, because I couldn't love any song enough to work on it really hard because I wasn't really gonna see it through. You work into deadlines basically. Like we need this by four. Yeah, I couldn't see the song through really because mm. someone else would see it through. Would get to a label. Would be, the wrong singer would get on it, and I wouldn't really like how it sounds. But it still has to go out. I remember I said I'm very particular about what I put out and how it mm. sounds. I wanted to be proud of everything. And I had conflicting values there, so something had to give. And that's when I was in a low point when I was trying to work it out. But I do, I do of... believe that low points and confusion are good because they tell you that something is wrong. Yeah. Something's wrong in your life. So you can start analysing, take a little bit of time off, work out what's wrong. And when you come back, you come back stronger. No, I definitely feel it. I mean, I was going to ask, um, you saying that, is there any song out there? Or have you got an example of a song out there that was something you just wasn't feeling, but they still got pushed out there and had your name attached to it? Yeah, but they didn't come out over here. Didn't come out over here. And okay. they wouldn't have my name attached to them. Oh, yeah. And stuff like that. Mm. Where, where did it come out? Uh, there was one in, if the country, if I'm right, the country was Korea. But wow. I might not be right. <laughs> wow. But like, like, that's random. They rewrite the whole song. 
in, in their own language. Why did we spend all that time making all the words perfect then? They rewrote the whole song in their own language and things like that didn't feel right to me. It's not, it's not really what I'm in it for. We're back home now, so, you know, we can, uh, we can, we can get the mix right, innit? At least now I can do what I like, you get me? Yeah, and of course, you've got, uh, you got your company going, got work with Ivy Rocks, and I definitely, this is just me being a good friend anyway, I definitely want, to, want you to see that Paris Wright project through. Because I think Paris is dope and talented. That's my brother, man. And, uh, of course, 100. I think if he's with you mm. and you guys can really dictate a sound, mm. get something that works and makes him be unique. Mm. That's all we need out here is there's a lot of carbon copies. We need a few individuals, isn't it? But you know Paris has found something special in his tone, in mm. the things he says right now. He's found his own place. Mm. So he's now become one of those artists, like I was speaking about earlier, that if I make a dope beat, great. But if I'm not on my game that day, he can still pull it back and still okay. make the tune sick mm. because he has found something within himself now. How he says it, what he says, his tone, the way he puts his vocals together. And those are that, the real artists, I think. Those are the ones that are, those are important. They're the ones to watch. Mm. Give us some, who, who, who should we look out for? Because you said you've got your plan from now to like March. Mm. Other than obviously home team, of course, you're going to look out for, you, for the guys you're working with. Mm-hmm. As someone that's a producer and knows the sound and who is dope who should we look out for the top of 2016 uh i like what new gen are going on with a lot you know yeah. i like what they're going on with avelino i'd like oh. to get in with him i want him and paris to do something together i like what they get what he's going on with a lot who else am i feeling um i'm not good with names i find the sound clouds and i don't really know the names that often but I just zone to the tune. Everyone knows a good start though, because he's cold. But yeah, he's, he's got cold. stuff. Him and Bonkers have got a nice little vibe as well. I want to get in with Nines. Um, I sent him over something today, actually. Who's that Nines? Nines, yeah. I sent him over something today. Mm. So I hope he gets back to me, because yeah. I sent him over something that will be fire if he jumps on. Um, there's a lot of people. Bonkers, I already worked with, and I want to do some more work with, definitely. Um... A lot of people, man. Like I, I was talking to um, Littles from Section. Yeah. Um, we're saying about we need to get a date. Just trying to lock down the date. They're so busy at the moment. It's of crazy. They're up and like they're moving right now. Mm. But yeah, but we're trying to lock down a date and get into. That's not a bad list to start from. I de- yeah. I'm definitely feeling Avelino. Yeah. There's kid you like as well from um, North London, Smiler. He's got a new rhythm out. Um, I owe him. Okay. Check that. Mm-hmm. Definitely good record. Check that. Mm. Now I wanted to ask you, um, Wiley the other day he was honoured. He was given like some sort of paving stone. Mm. That's um, a paving stone. <laughs> it was like a. That's amazing. That's like the Golden Star in Hollywood, fam. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. Like like got his what his primary school, yeah, primary, secondary school, primary school, secondary school. One yeah. of them. What, what did you think of that? Like him being honoured. That's deep. Wiley like influenced all of us. Mm. Like I said, between the darkness from Jammer Sound, like destruction and all of that. And the Esky from Wiley and the Korg Triton that made all them tunes. Yeah. The whole sound came from, a, from like an amalgamation of the two sounds. Mm. Like, they're supposed to get on it. They're supposed to get on it. And then Wiley specifically helped so many people come through, gave so many of us his time, mm. his personal time. Drive, uh, drive down to South and come and make tune with me. Or went and got Kano and put him on a tune that I'd given Wiley just mm. so I'd have a tune with Wiley and Kano. And then, you get me? Like, mm. he personally has influenced so many of us that that's supposed to be recognised on a larger scale, man. No, I, I want to see him 
back in the fold. I, I remember saying to you before we started, remember you, you saying about obviously breaking artists, mm. developing. You were the guys I look at, people that have had such vast experience. You know what works. Mm. Those people, I want to see, as like I said, anyone that comes out and does grime post 2014, whenever it first like popped back again. Mm-hmm. Be signing someone like Wiley over the next like five to ten years. Mm. Hopefully, it's not everyone's learned the business. Like that you would said, be perfect, though. You, you said everyone's perfect. Everyone's taken their spanking and had to learn the hard way for some people. You learned the business now. Mm. Now you're going to put on, like I said, Bonkers get signed to a top target. Mm-hmm. That's Wiley right there, mm-hmm. real deep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd want to see that. I want to see you next year. I can't put any dates on it, but in the future, mm. someone that is a music head who mm-hmm. gets to play the back, just put artists that producers. Singers, rappers. Mm. Oh, you know who's Nang as well right now that I like? Aaron Unknown. You man seen Aaron Unknown? I've heard one record. Mm. I've heard, I haven't heard any records though, but I've heard two or three freestyles now on SBTV. Do you know he, who he's put me onto lately? Nadia Rose. Someone played lady. me Nadia Rose the other day is when I liked it a lot. Yeah, who played it to me? It might have been Paris that played it to me. Probably, yeah. That's, that's yeah, a weird space with, like, with female rappers, even though I know, I know they hate the term. Yeah. That's how we coin it, female rappers, because... When, when when they first come out, they've got to still be, even though it's proper contrived, mm-hmm. sexy for the man then. Mm-hmm. And then we still got to fill their bars. Mm-hmm. The girls got light then, the man then got to want to press as well. That's what it is though, sex appeal. If mm-hmm. not, so unless you're super, super talented, mm-hmm. we don't even care what you look, you look like. The balance but, is different seems... when you when you work with the artist though, you know? Because mm. trying to like smile up with them too much and like, I have to get quite close and friendly with them, but... I have to do this music for a long time, so I don't want girls to think, yeah, come studio with Davinci's going to move to you the whole section. But sometimes they're buff. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to tell me but, you've not moved to yeah, that but No, I don't. I don't. I make a point of not moving to artists and I don't really open that door. Because... Well, in studio, what about outside studio just before they get there? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. That's what he's saying. Like, outside the studio. Like, saying. Because, like, I'm trying to do this till I'm 65. I don't want it to be an issue mm. to come studio. Yeah, you don't want that tag being the, like the That's not really a tag I'm trying to... I'm not trying to open that. that door. And there mm. are other girls who are nice in the world. So I'm mm. cool. Do you get yeah. what I'm saying? Mm. So even like what I was saying earlier with Jay Brooke. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not really trying to smile up with her like that. No, listen. It's, it's you can that. be a grown man can say... You but, can you can comment and say a girl's attractive. It doesn't mean you want to press her. Like, but yeah. girls uh, to a girl, it does. You know, sometimes, sometimes it can to a girl. Still. Any girls listening? If if I yeah, you look nice and got to go in the studio. Yeah, she's here. <laughs> <laughs> we can comment on features and be like, yes, you're attractive, but you still I want to work with you in a, in a business capacity. Mm. You know, and we can mm. work. But I tell them to their face though. Like, yeah. I don't feel oh, I don't feel ones. away. Mm. But. I don't know, just the way the question was asked earlier. I was like, no, 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 it's not that. It's not that. But yeah, she is nice. Jules have to put that disclaimer. It's not that. Obviously, you don't want to mess up with other situations, right? You know, mm, oh, I, oh, I generally oh, don't. Oh, you, oh, I you generally don't nice, put that yeah? disclaimer. But You know the ones, you, you be getting texts after this, like, what? Oh, you think she's nice, yeah? You've been studio sessions very a lot. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want that problem. Like, you, start, you start booking sessions and people start asking what I got. <laughs> Yeah, mad. But once again, uh, thanks for coming, Dan. Yeah, bro. It's been a. It's taken us a nice little history fun. lesson. Yeah, I've it's always, been an amazing. It's, chat, I always man. like. Uh, I don't even like calling these interviews, conversations where you mm-hmm. get to really understand and, you know, someone like yourself who is an artist at the forefront, mm-hmm. but someone who's played a pivotal role. And I think it's really, really nice you come down. I appreciate your time. It was fun, bro. And, um, um, so let people know where they can find you in terms of uh, socials, where they can find your work. Mm-hmm. Up and uh, on Instagram is at Davinci Instagram. <laughs> Original, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Instagram, um, Snapchat Davinci, Twitter Davinci. 
Yeah. You know our tagline, good honest conversation never hurt anyone. It's episode 20, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure, enjoyed it thoroughly. We just haven't got to get out of here, Mobo's gone catch the last bits of the year. Nah man, I recorded that on the sky. That's right for some minute, you know. <laughs> I need to pay that sky bill on it, so. <laughs> we'll see what happens, but once again, thanks for listening guys and uh, tune in next to, time. Tell them where to catch us. They should know by now. Off oh, the cuff twenty four on SoundCloud. Saying, Off the cuff underscore twenty four on, on Twitter. Twitter. Um, follow um Oten on the Twitter. If you want to find me on Instagram, that's Foles underscore. Let me know your socials as well. Myself, Mr. Vance Seven on the Insta and the Twitter and on the Snapchat. Yeah, follow follow Mr. Vance on the Snapchat, he goes ham, so you see a lot going on there. <laughs> As I said, thanks again for listening and uh, until next time. Peace.